Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening, Radio Islam family. Good evening and happy Thursday. You are listening to Radio Islam at WCEV 1450 AM Chicago, Illinois. And if you are listening online, you are listening to us on our live stream. And that's at www.wcev1450.com. Always happy to be with you. For those of you who are listening to us for your first time, Radio Islam is a live call-in talk radio program. And we're on every day from 6 to 7 p.m. And I've already given you our streaming site, but I'm going to say it one more time. That's www.wcev1450.com. Now, while you can stream there, you can also go over to our site, and that's RadioIslam.com, and there you can look at articles, guest bios, programming, previous shows, articles, and a lot more. And to just uh, keep letting you know, we are expanding our programming. We now have What's Up Wednesday. That's an opportunity for those of you who are in the Chicagoland area. If you have community service-oriented projects that are taking place, you can let us know about them, and we will give you a, a nice, healthy shout-out here. Uh, if you have events that are going on, anything that uh, in particular is community-related, and if you just have things that uh, news that you would like to share, that's a, it's a great time to do that, and that's on What's Up Wednesday. You can post that information on our Facebook page. I segued so easily into that. So make sure that you do. If you're on social media, make sure you stop by Radio Islam. And like our page. Uh, it's a great place to uh, connect during the broadcast. We have the page open. Let us know what you're thinking. If you got any questions, we'll be sure to have those interjected into the program. If you're on Twitter and Instagram, we, you can find us at the same handle. And that's at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And each day after we are finished with our broadcast, the following day, we have we upload we upload that broadcast to SoundCloud, so you can find us there also. And that's at Radio Islam USA. Find us on SoundCloud. And the great thing about SoundCloud, our broadcast there, if you listen to us there, if you're not able, if you're not in our uh, geographic location where you're able to catch the signal or you just missed the broadcast, on SoundCloud, you can actually comment at whatever point you find something that strikes your, uh, your interest anything that catches your attention. So it's a, it's a great pl uh, platform. It's also another way for us to keep in touch with you, uh, for you to keep in touch with us. And lastly, but not least, uh, last but not least, Radio Slime family, if you'd like to give us a call, our number is the same, hasn't changed. That's 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. So, uh, it is Thursday, the week, as always, I'm always commenting about how the week is just flying by. And because, you know, and I think I don't know if that's the thing about getting older, but time does seem to speed up. So I can only imagine, um, you know, if I am blessed to be here in another 20 years, how how fast time will seem to be moving at that point. But right now, it sure does seem like it's just flying by. So we want to start out today's uh, broadcast, today's show with a reading from the Qur'an, the Qur'an for our non-Muslim listeners. Uh, well, I'm sure that, you know, you've heard Qur'an. Uh, that is the Muslim holy book. Uh, and I'm going to share a verse, uh, an ayat. Uh, I'm going to share a verse from the second chapter 
in the 177th uh, verse or ayat. Uh, and this is the chapter of the cow or Surah Al-Baqarah. Uh, and, and it goes as follows. It is not righteousness that you turn your faces towards east or west, but it is righteousness to believe in God in the last day and the angels and the book and the messengers to spend of your substance out of love for him, for your kin, for orphans, for the needy, for the wayfarer, for those who ask and for the ransom of slaves, to be steadfast in prayer and practice regular charity, to fulfill the contracts which ye have made, and to be firm and patient in pain and adversity and throughout all periods of panic. Such are the people of truth, the God-fearing. Surely law speaks the truth. So that... Uh, I'm not even going to give you any commentary on it, but I'll tell you, if, if you are interested to go back uh, for yourself to look at it, that's the second chapter, the 177th ayat, 177th verse. So uh, we are looking forward to seeing you all, as it was mentioned in the news segment. We're lo looking forward to seeing everybody on November 12th out at Ashton Place. I'm not going to go back over it again, but we are definitely looking forward to being able to put some faces uh, with, the, with the ears that are listening to us every night. And we are just looking forward to, really excited about uh, that day. And it's just uh, about, a, well, it's officially, it's a month away. So we are looking very much forward to it. So tonight, um, in our first segment, we are going to talk with uh, a, a dynamic individual, Dr. Zaid Abdul-Kareem. And he is an author, a, a mentor, an educator, and he's the founder of Universal Self-Leadership Institute, a world-class provider of employee engagement services and customized leadership development services. He's a leader in transformational learning and self-leadership. Affectionately called Dr. Z, he is an inspirational speaker, writer, mentor, and professional trainer. He is a catalyst for growth and inner peace and serves to help individuals, teams, and organizations transform their lives and businesses through more engagement, which means living with more passion, commitment, and extra effort. As-salamu alaykum. <clears throat> alaykum as-salam. Thank you so <laughs> much for, 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 for joining us tonight on Radio Islam. <clears throat> yes, thank you. Thank you, Imam Tariq. Is it, uh, can you hear me okay? Y yes, sir. Yes, sir, doctor. I, I have you okay. loud and clear. Okay, and I hope that uh, we've got uh, on Facebook Live also, I hope that our folks can hear me okay. If you can, on Facebook Live, just type in something. Let me know you can hear, please. <laughs> okay. So, say, yes, we can hear or something like that. So, uh, so thank you for allowing us to be on, on your program. We, we appreciate the opportunity. Yes, sir. We so thank, we, we, we thank God for you and for this. Yes. Yes. Praise be, praise be to God. Alhamdulillah. So we've got a double broadcast going on. This, I think this is the first time that I'm aware of uh, that this has happened where uh, we, we've got we've got uh, a guest on the line, and they also have <laughs> their own live broadcast going. So this is this is uh, this is nice. I will definitely remember this. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. So, so David, let me know if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Peace be upon you, David. Can you hear me though? Let me know if you can hear, please. <clears throat> so. Okay. Yes. So, uh, so Doctor Z. Yes, yes, Doctor Z. So. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about your pathway uh, into this field of transfer, uh, transformational learning. Uh, yes. So, 
<clears throat> really, it goes back to um, my childhood. Um, I um, I started great. Thank you, David. I started my transformation early in life, mm-hmm. and um, it really started. We're getting some feedback here. Maybe maybe I need to take off the earphones or something. I don't know. Um, oh, good. Taught it pretty good. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you, Zay. Okay. So, so early in my life, right, I, I had a lot of dissatisfaction and pain. That's that's the truth of it. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of judgment. Uh, at least that's the way I perceived it. Um, and my attitude was poor, low self confidence. Uh, I didn't believe that I could be as good as other people. Um, I thought I wasn't good enough and uh, everybody else was better than me and whatever it was that that I was doing. <clears throat> so I, I excelled at certain things, but in my mind and heart, if I put my mind and heart to it, I would, I would excel. But somewhere I got this conditioning that my way of being, my way of thinking, there was something wrong with it. And, and a lot of it comes from, you know, parents and family life and, your friends, you know, uh, all of us are conditioned by no and don't, can't, you know, and uh, the first five years of our lives, our personality, 95. So what happened, I um, I had a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Right? I always thought everybody else had the answers. I worried about stuff, doubted myself. Uh, so I played to the level of mediocrity, not excellence. I got cut from the basketball team in the 10th grade. That was devastating. And uh, barely got out of high school with a 2.2 grade point average. Now, I say all of this to say that many of us are conditioned early in life by negativity. We're trying to find out who we are as we are developing. And a lot of the things that we experience, um, even though they may have been undesirable, they really help us to learn what we don't want so we can figure out what we do want. Yes? Right. Yes. So I did go to college. I did get into college. And um, the thing about it was my habits of thought and feeling, they followed me. And, you know, I, I, I my third year in college, I almost flunked out. I had a a 2.015 GPA. So when, you, when you're that low, right, mm-hmm. uh, if you get below 2.0, then they kick you out of school. And back then, you had to go to night school and beg them to let you get back. And I was at the Pennsylvania State uh, University. Mm-hmm. And so that dissatisfaction and pain was a wake-up call for me. And, in fact, around that same time, I had begun to ask questions about what's the purpose of my life? Why am I here? had to be more to life than basketball parties and girls, right? right. I mean, that's how, that's how I grew up in the city. Mm-hmm. So I was wanting to know what was my purpose, you know. And the combination of asking different questions, you know, I'll give you a, a real important thing I learned. Mm-hmm. The quality of your life is going to be determined by the quality of the questions that you're asking. If you want a better life, you've got to ask better questions, right? Right. And so by asking the question, you're going to always get an answer because that's the way that the law works. And so 
I did get an answer, the combination of the asking and the dissatisfaction and pain that I had led me to the answer, which is Alice Mom, because God says, and when I say that, I'm saying it was to submit myself to God. That was the answer. Right. Right? Okay. Because, you know, purpose that we've all been created, whether the physical beings or non-physical beings, is that we worship the creator who created us. And so that, that really, that dissatisfaction and pain is, is where the real transformation begins. So I, I encourage all of the listeners, mm-hmm. you know, to recognize that whatever's going on in your life is necessary for your growth. And if it's dissatisfaction and pain, that's, that's perfect because that's the place where real transformation begins. Mm. Well, let me ask this. So the name of, of your organization, it is Universal Self-Leadership Institute. Uh, tell tell uh, the Radio Slam family, what is the significance of that name? Uh, is there a particular, uh, and is this, does this represent a particular paradigm uh, in, in the way that you approach this idea of, of transformation? Well, yes. I mean, again, understanding that, you know, once I decided that I wanted to surrender myself to the will of God, I had to learn how to do that, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a universal, there are universal laws that are acceptable as good and universal laws that are acceptable as not good. Right. And, you know, this idea of universal in the name of the company really has to do with these universal laws. And if you break down the word universe, you see unis is one. And verse, right, mm-hmm. a lot of verses could call them uh, uh, signs, instructions, right? right, symbols, miracles, proofs. And so there's one verse that is holding up everything. And that verse is that there's one God to be worshipped. And when we give ourselves to that one God, then we can get ourselves in line with, you know, the universal laws and the principles that are being used to operate everything in creation. Right. Self-leadership. Okay. So, yeah, the question was about huh, what was the, the name of my organization, Universal Self-Leadership, what was the significance to that? So I was talking about the universal part, and thank you for that, uh, uh, David. Um, <clears throat> the self-leadership really has to do with Understanding that we're being guided from within. Mm -hmm. I could have called it soul leadership because we are all our soul in our body. And, you know, we receive guidance, although this flies against the programming that we've gotten to think that the guidance is outside of us. So, you know, I've been doing a lot of work on happiness, and happiness has two parts. One is feeling better. Right by ourselves, getting past those limiting beliefs that we all are vulnerable to. And then the second is accomplishing meaningful goals. And that's where the self-leadership comes in. Right. right? Because each of us have been given a goal or direction to turn to, either by the Creator, that's what, that, that only we know, and a purpose that only we can discover, you know, or we get goals from outside or we choose certain goals that we want to pursue. 
And so the self-leadership part is to help us to to really get in touch with ourselves, the true self, not the self that's been conditioned and programmed by social and cultural values of this temporary world, you know, but the real, the real self and the real who you came here to be and what you came here to do and have. And then, of course, the Institute. So when I was talking to a friend of mine, I mean, uh, five years ago about this name, because this is something that came up within me, mm-hmm. Universal Self-Leadership Institute. And this particular person is uh, very fluent in the Arabic language. And he said to me, oh, that's USLI. Mm-hmm. That, that the acronym, U-S-L-I, USLI, is, is, is an, an Arabic word that means roots, like the trunk of a tree. Right. And so this significance of USLI, Universal Self-Leadership Institute, again, we tried to break down each word, but it, the significance is that we're getting to the roots of transformation. We're getting to the roots and the trunk of you as a tree of your life, right, mm-hmm. to, to, to become what it is that you really want to become. You know, most people are not at a job they want to be at. In fact, 51% of people are looking for a different job. 71% of the people at work are disengaged. They're not fully committed. They're not doing their work with passion and extra effort. You know, and so if we're disengaged at work, then that means we're going to be disengaged in our life and other parts of our life, right, because we're creatures of habit. Right. The way we do one thing is the way we do something else. So what we're trying to do, what we're doing, not trying to do by God's mercy and his commission, we are helping individuals, teams, and organizations get to the root of what's got them stuck so that they can uh, change and grow and become more of what it is that they want to be. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned, you said that if a person is at a point where they are feeling frustrated, they are going through through trial, they are uncomfortable, that that is a great place to be in because that that being the root or the uh, that being their, their major impetus or pathway into transformation. Let me ask you about what are some of the unseen elements or contributors to the uh, disruption of inner peace that people might not be aware of that uh, that you facilitate an awareness of? Well, it all really comes under the umbrella of, of fear. Yes, uh, Zaida, peace be unto you. And you all have questions on Facebook. You can ask, I'm sure, Tara can let us slide them in. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, send me some hearts. Give me some likes. You know, let me know. Let me feel the love. Send some love back to me because I'm giving you all I got right now. Okay, okay. so we want to make sure that we, we give the Radio Slime family a... Uh... <laughs> give give them give them some props too. <laughs> yes, yes. So I don't know. Do you have call in? Uh, yes. If they have questions, they can call in to three one two seven five zero one one seven eight, or yes. or they can or they can post directly on our Facebook page. Uh, if they go to Radio Slime's Facebook page, they can post uh, their questions directly there, and I'll make sure that they are uh, injected into the conversation. Yes, and, and, and your audience gets, gets the nod to be first. <laughs> <laughs> it's your show, really. but, but go, go right <laughs> here. 
Okay, so 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 the question is, what are some of the unseen elements of contributors to this uh, disruption of inner peace and this dissatisfaction? Yes, that's the question. Right, right. How do we? How do you work to to address that? Yes. So it, it, all of it kind of comes under the umbrella of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it has many different faces depending on what our conditioning has been, our programming. And we have these habits of thoughts and feelings, mm-hmm. right? If, if they're negative, they're, and we're putting negative ideas, and, and these thoughts and feelings become habits, they're going to get down into our subconscious mind. Right. And that subconscious mind is going to drive, you know, our, our habits of decisions and behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, this is why people, if they have a, you know, bad relationship within, then, you know, like a, a woman or, or, or a man who may have a bad relationship and then they wonder why they seem to always find the same kind of people. Right. <laughs> you know, they, they seem like they're always finding people that treat them bad or whatever, whatever. Well, that partly comes from what they're attracting from what they're thinking and how they're feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this fear based kind of energy, I call it disease ego. Mm-hmm. It can show up in a victim mentality. It can show up uh, in uh, selfishness. It can show up in, you know, frustration, trying to uh, control other people. Um, we see a lot of it. The worst of it is judgment and hatred uh, in our society. Um, through, you know, the political arena. And, and, and so many of us have bought into that stuff, you know, that, that we're perpetuating it and, 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 and don't realize that we're attracting more of the same stuff. So right. in order to get out of it, you know, this, this fear-based energy, negativity, our life is duality, you know, everything for us is up, down, hot, cold, right, left. It's dual. So wouldn't it make sense that our energy would also be dual? Absolutely. That there are opposite polarities with our energy? Wouldn't that make sense, Tark? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what we do is help people understand that. First, you've got to identify where you are. So I've got an assessment a happiness assessment that help you identify where some of these things are that, that may have you stuck mm-hmm. that you could not even be consciously aware of. Right. Um, and if folks are interested in that, they can just, you know, contact me at drzhappiness.com and ask for the survey and, and we'll give it to them. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is, you know, the opposite polarity of selfishness is selfless service. And when we take our eye off ourselves and what's in it for me and then begin to ask, how can I help and serve other people? That right there opens up the door to all this positive energy. I call it spirit-based energy that's based in faith. Mm. And, and then you start communicating by asking people about their interests and their needs and you serve them. You know, the opposite of frustration, a lot of people are frustrated. Disengagement at work is because of frustration and pain. Well, the opposite of that is patience. You know, the opposite of control is acceptance. You know, the opposite of victim mentality is to take responsibility for your life and respond with your ability. 
policy. Right. And so we, we, you know, what we do is help people again get in touch with, you know, get clarification on what what your vision is for your life. I mean, if you know, I haven't done a survey. Maybe I will. You know, I ask. I ask you all on the line. Do you know what your purpose in life is? Do you know what your your life mission is? Are you clear about the vision that you're moving towards? Because if we don't have vision, we don't have a picture of what we want to be and do and have. Um, then all we have is confusion. Right. You know. So right? you you're speaking but without of... vision, we'll perish. Mm-hmm. So we we help people clarify their vision. You know, we help them get, get rid of these limiting beliefs and things that's got them stuck and then develop new patterns of thinking and, and feeling so that they can develop new patterns of behaviors. Because, you know, the results that we want comes directly from what we do. Right. And well, the behaviors come directly from how we think and how we feel. Let me ask you this. Just thinking, but feeling let, is where the power is. Yes, sir. Let, let me ask you this. So, you know, as an author, and you, you're speaking in t- with, with the, um, there's the, this concept of duality, that, that you're speaking, you talk about the opposite, you know, frustration and its opposite being, you know, patience uh, and, and, and other different, you know, states of being in their, in their opposites. For our, for our listeners, for the Radio Slam family that's listening right now, who, who may, you know, they, they may be, uh, what you're saying may be resonating with them, what would be, uh, but this is their first time hearing you, what would be the first book that you would recommend uh, for for anyone who was looking to embark upon this journey of self-transformation the first book uh, of yours you know the of the book the many books that you've authored um i would i would say um 25 days to live in your happiness um what i what i've learned is that we we have to we don't have to do anything but pay taxes and die, but we want to, <laughs> <laughs> right? We, we want to feel better. Yeah. If, 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 if it's true, and then again, this is what my experience over the last 16 years of being in business and doing this kind of work. If it's true that our feelings drive our behaviors, then in order for us to do better, we got to feel better. Right. You right. know, and they, they both kind of feed each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when we feel better and do better, then we will we will we will get better results. And so the 25 days to live in your happiness is a program where where you are uh, every day, you know, reading three or four pages. You're writing an affirmation about the positive side of, of the duality. You know, for example, selfless service instead of selfishness. Right. Um, and then you, and then we give you a behavior to do every day to put yourself in that energy. Okay. And, uh, and then that that way you 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 end up uh, developing some new habits of being. In fact, could I read something from one of the uh, persons who um, one of the persons who gave me some comments? They went through the program. Uh, Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, okay. we've, we've got a few so minutes left. Go ahead. What, what it says is, um, they say, um, uh, yeah, so so uh, it says, Dr. Zaid, I have truly enjoyed this program. Things that ap- ap- 
appeared difficult now seems so much easier to deal with. It's kind of like the Wiz. All the characters were looking for something great that they had in them all the time. No magic. It's all in us. Much success on the happiness campaign. It will change lives 25 days at a time. Um, and, and I'm getting comments of people's health getting better. You know, the blood pressure is going down. Right? They're living a better life, enjoying the present, planning their future. And um, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing that, that the, the Almighty has sent through, through us um, to help us. Well, that's that's great. To, it's always great to hear the uh, the testimony of those who have benefited, you know, from from the work, uh, you know, that we talk about. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Definitely. Okay, thank you. So let me ask you one more question before we uh, before we close out. Um, what has been the uh, what has been the I guess the greatest reward uh, and the and challenge, you know, in the work that you do? Well, the challenge is sometimes, you know, we're, people get so conditioned mm-hmm. by the way that they're living that, oh, the question, thank you. The question is, what is, what is the greatest reward and what is the greatest challenge that I find in this work? And I think the biggest challenge is that, some, you know, because people are so... Um, uh, malleable. In other words, we, we can adapt right. as human beings. I mean, you could put us out with a, as a baby with a bunch of wolves and we would act like wolves. Right. So, you know, we get stuck in these habits of dissatisfaction and pain, and we think that that's the way life is supposed to be. Right? We don't, we don't see that there are other possibilities for our life. Right. And that that is a big challenge for people. Yet that's in the head. Right. But in soul, the soul is calling, right? Mm-hmm. For you to do more, to be more. It, it, you know, it's calling you to fulfill the purpose that you've been given. And so you know that that when people become aware, like for example, I had a I had a guy say, "Well, I'm working on this happiness thing, and you know, a lot, a lot of a lot of the, a lot of our sisters really, they get it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the men don't, you know. Uh, and, and so he says, "Well, yeah, yeah, that's good, brother, because our sisters need that." And I'm saying, "Well, man, you you were the reason. It's your mindset. You the reason that they need to be more happy. <laughs> thinking like that, mm-hmm. you know. So so I think it's just." awareness lack of awareness right that that your life can be better uh and the greatest reward for me is when people get results you know, when, you when they they accomplish if it's more money they want to make or grow their business or improve the relationship or get a better job you know um whatever it is that they that they want to accomplish really that that's my only success Right. Well, let me let me ask you this. How can uh, and, and thank you so much for that. Uh, you have given, uh, I believe, well, you've given me and I believe you've given the listeners a lot to think about. Um, I want to ask you to repeat your contact information again. How can folks keep up with you and connect with you uh, offline? 
Okay, so um, the website right now is drzhappiness.com. I do have a new website that's coming up shortly, but you can reach me through drzhappiness.com at the contact page. Um, if you're interested in the book, you can also, you know, get it there. Um, I will be doing Facebook Live um, presentations. I'm trying to do them on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just search Zaid Abdul Kareem, Z A Y D Abdul Kareem with an I, A B D U L dash K A R I M. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I can help you know what we got going on. We got a mentoring class going on, getting great results. Um, and in fact, I'm, I'm be coming to Chicago, uh, in, uh, what, another week or so. Okay. All right. Um, give a presentation. So, all right. Well, we thank you so much for taking this time, uh, to, to be with us. Uh, we we definitely pray for your continued success. Uh, Radio Slime family, we're going to take a very short break, and then we'll be right back. Thank you so much. Our number is uh, uh, 312-750-1178, 750-1178. And we, uh, this is Radio Slime. We'll be right back. People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So, um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later. And you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and this station. Assalamu alaikum. On November 12th, Radio Islam will be hosting a benefit dinner held at Ashton Place in Willowbrook, Illinois. Our keynote speaker is Professor John Esposito, a longstanding ally of the Muslim community. We'll also feature an exhibit by the late Jack Shaheen. Tickets are on sale now at eventbrite.com. Radio Islam is the first live daily radio show by Muslims. People are always talking about Muslims. It's time we talk back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to Radio Slime at WCEV, 1450 AM Chicago. And we reach the world by streaming live at www.wcev1450.com. Remember, you can check out our prior shows, articles, bios, blogs, of uh, guests at radioislam.com. Uh, we're on the air every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. And if you'd like to jump in the conversation, give us a call at 312-750-1178. Follow and tweet us at Radio Islam USA. Um, Radio Slime family, uh, the time flies by so quickly, uh, but we are always grateful to be with you uh, during this time. Thank you for lending us your ears. So our next segment, uh, a group of us, my myself, my wife, those of you who were listening yesterday to What's Up Wednesday, uh, you know that my wife, Dr. Aisha Lamine, she joined uh, me in studio as guest host for a few minutes. 
And we mentioned that we were going to see Hamilton with a group of uh, family and friends. So the studio is right down the street from, uh, from, uh, from the theater. So after the show, we decided to come back and to give our reflection. So for those of you who are theater goers, hope that you enjoy this. Those of you who have not seen the production, maybe this might inspire, inspire you to do so. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and just share that conversation with you right now. It's Tariq Elamine, and I am with, uh, in studio, we just came from Hamilton, uh, the award-winning musical, I mean, it is truly a work of art. And I'm here with my wife, Dr. Aisha Elamine, my brother-in-law, Eric Vale Cannon, Assalamu alaikum. My sister, Hakima. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> and my nephew, Jaleel Cannon. Assalamu alaikum. All right, like my son. So, um, seeing as how the theater is right down the street, uh, it's, I mean, it's literally a one minute walk from our studio. We felt like, you know, we should come back and we should talk about. What we just saw. And, and for the record, this is our second time. Yeah. And we're still excited. This yeah. is our second time, and we're here on a Wednesday night, and yes. still very elated yeah. about this yeah. show. It's yeah, it's amazing. late. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to start with, just everybody, can what, what's, what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway from what, what you just saw for the second time? Well, just watching the singers perform. I mean, to actually sing and then dance too. I mean, that's an art in itself. I mean, I thought it was a great performance. I just loved it. So just seeing them up close was great for us. We sat back so far last time. Just time seeing them close, seeing their expression and stuff like that, their movements. I really enjoyed that part. Honestly, I feel like I want to leave a legacy. Um, hmm. That's what the play kind of taught me. You know, I don't want to die and you know, make my family remembers me, but no one besides that. You know, I want people to remember me for some like I made a difference in the world. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty that's wow. pretty spectacular for, you know, a fifteen year old to walk away with with such a a, a nugget. Um you know, like that. <laughs> no, just talk. We're having some technical stuff going on here. Just go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Akima? So, yeah. <laughs> no. Um wow, this is, you know, the second time we've seen it and um you know, I feel like I might see it again. It was um, just the creative genius. Um, I just walked away inspired, um, just inspired at just a different take on um, a bit of history, you know, just a different take. And I feel like um, just seeing uh, um, the, the different actors who um, were portraying these characters, you know, and these are not, you know, the people who you would expect to be playing these parts, you know, traditionally who would have been playing these parts. Um, it just made me feel more connected to history. You know, um, that's yeah, yeah. That that's one of the things that I came away, came away with as well. Seeing the the history that we learn about in school, mm -hmm. you know, these are all white characters. Yeah, these are all white men. Yeah, and there's a sense of disinvestment there's a sense of of removal well oh, you realize mm -hmm. that the history that you know as an african-american our history is generally it, it's about being enslaved about being oppressed mm -hmm. but to see us 
to see us portraying the you know the founding fathers, the people that fought yeah. to bring our country into fruition, it it, it brings about a completely different type of yeah. attachment. Yeah, I think I, I I agree with all of your um, comments. I also think that there there is a a piece of a piece of yourself that you you kind of uh, connect to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when you said inspiring or wanting to leave a legacy, and um, oftentimes you don't get that from the history books. Um, when we see characters that look like us, and uh, one of my favorite parts was it was kind of a battle of you know like of DJs, <laughs> it, but it was at the Constitutional Convention, right? Um, and I mean just the the lyrical genius that mm-hmm. came with the uh, it just and what I would say um, for anybody who's thinking about going to first listen to the soundtrack right um, you'll get a great sense of what it's about and you'll you'll be inspired to go if this doesn't inspire you to go um, because it's, it really does have a, it's, there's a really great history lesson in it yeah. I'll say for like um, throughout history millions you know billions of people have died but a lot of them they're not remembered you know um we don't know everyone, so that's like a personal goal. I want to be remembered for something um, within my life. You know, hopefully a good thing. Like I want to help others. I don't want to just live and die. And then I don't want to rush my life. Like I want to make connections with people. Like for instance, Alexander Hamilton, the main character within the um, musical, um, he didn't have enough time for his family. He was constantly working and um, focused on his goal. But like he wasn't really a good husband. He wasn't even really a good father. I want to make connections with people. Mm. You, you think That's you think looking at it that he was not a good uh, a good father? Uh, not really. He wasn't really there for his son. That well, much. In, in the play. Oh yeah, he wasn't really. <laughs> 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 well, it seemed like mostly he was just working on his own personal goals. He wasn't really there for his wife, mm. for his children, and, and that didn't really make him. Great day. Yeah. I think that's interesting too. Just the whole the idea of balance too. You know, we do see one side of you know in history books we see one side of these you know historical figures, um, and it did you know and certainly the um, the director and the writer can you know they take some liberties, um, but um, I think um, just telling the story in this way. I mean, gosh, I mean, I knew Alexander Hamilton from the history books, but this made it so much more memorable. Um, And my daughter, who's uh, six, and we listened to some of the tracks on the the soundtrack, and, you know, there are people in uh, Alex who who were surrounding his life or part of his life that you don't tell. Their stories aren't told, like like Angelica and, you know, his wife. um, But those are the people my daughter. No, go, go right ahead. My squeaking, this chair. <laughs> I'm in a squeaky chair. <laughs> Sorry. Um, like my daughter Jenna, she knows Angelica, and she's always talking about Angelica. And you know these people who were just you know side <laughs> notes, you know footnotes, and you know who weren't like the main characters. Um, so I think that's. Um, I have no idea what I was talking about, but I just <laughs> I just think that um, you know telling different stories from different perspectives. I, Go right ahead. So I'm I'm giving. I'm making a lot of background. So 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 listen here, folks. What I'm doing is I'm giving folks. This is their first time uh, in the studio, but uh, and one of the things that you usually tell people beforehand, but because it's so late, I just said throw headphones on and let's go ahead and talk. It's not to beat on the table 
or to uh, or to do <laughs> to do these three sixties in, in in the chairs because our chairs are squeaky. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> you you had something? Yes, and see, uh, it's funny too what what each person can pull from the play depending on where you are and your age and your stage because. I went home, at, we, so this is our second time, as, as um, Vale mentioned, seeing it. Um, I have been writing feverishly since. Um, so I didn't see him as a, a, um, someone who was neglectful of his duties as a husband and as a father. I saw him as someone who was focused on a, on a very uh, important part of his being, right, and that he needed to get stuff in writing, writing like he, he was running out of time. Um, and so uh, that that is a piece that I pulled because uh, again, uh, your pen can be a, a weapon, right? Um, and yeah. using that. And that's something that I that I noticed. There are a few lines that really stuck with me. Yeah. One in George Washington's farewell address, and the other in Aaron Burr's in the, his final his final number, and it dealt with how history will portray you, how you portray the history. So from George Washington's, um, from his perspective, it was, you know, I am too sensible of my defects not to Mm -hmm. believe that I have not made errors, right? But I hope that those errors are cast into oblivion, right? Based on my, you know, I think he mentioned like 45 years of service to the country. So to say that his good would outweigh his bad and that the bad would, you know, would be forgotten. But in Aaron Burr's case, mm. it was, I was too young, right? I was too young to recognize that there was enough space in this world for me and Alexander Hamilton. Uh, he says, Alexander died, I survived, but I'm the one who paid for his death because he died at his hand. Mm. And he says, I'm remembered with, with the worst, you know, for the worst of my faults. Mm. Uh, and, and he did not have a chance to to make his mark in the same fashion uh, because he's a contemporary of the founding fathers. He also fought. He was, you know, he went through, uh, you know, I mean, to whatever degree, right? <laughs> uh, but he was he was a contemporary. But he is one who was looked at uh, in a lot different, uh, you know, in a, in a more negative light. But what this, what this play did for me, it allowed me to see a, a villain, quote-unquote, in a more in more human terms, mm. yeah. They, they did. They yeah. they complicated each character, right? Because we're complicated beings, and unfortunately, our history books don't give. It doesn't weave all of the complexities into a person, so we don't really mm-hmm. see them as people, right. right? We we were able to make those connections because we we could relate to those complexities and 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 not just a black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, just watch how the storyline uh, went. Like Aaron Burr, as I saw him as um, like. Um, Alexander Hamilton, big brother. He's like, look, mm. he's in the song you're saying, speak less, smile more. Right. Which to me, like I said, I'm being big brother. Okay, you just got here. Listen first, young man, <laughs> before you start just saying what you want to change stuff that. So I, I felt that way. Then towards the end, it was like, I'm your big brother. How you not vote for me, support me in the election? I think that got to him more. So it was like watching their, their whole interaction throughout the whole play it was just like a big brother little brother thing but somebody trying to give you wisdom you got like a young man who got this fight like i want to change everything so i enjoyed the play i mean the great storyline it was great i mean i had to look i had to hear the song first like, i listened to the cd with my wife first right. like, wait a minute this is real nice i had to see the play so <laughs> second time seeing up close like i say i enjoyed it. the storyline was great the performance i give it an a plus yeah. yeah 
And I'll say this much: the second time seeing it after list, also after listening to the soundtrack for months and months and months, yeah. um, you know, there was an expectation. This is one of the beautiful things that I that I just love about theater is that it's a different performance every night. Mm-hmm. But when you get used to, especially with a, a musical, uh, you get used to the the soundtrack that that soundtrack that you've been listening to, you know. So it took some. It took some kind of a detachment for me to be able to, uh, I guess, to get into this cast mm-hmm. all the way, yeah. right? But the second time, I think it really did it for me because the, the 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 gentleman that played Aaron Burr, I think he did a phenomenal job, yeah. and it and then I think it's as a big fella, right? Because he was not a small guy, <laughs> right? But he was he was up there. He was he was dancing and uh, and, and singing and, and you know I mean he just. I think he, to me, he was probably my favorite um, of the of, of of all the cast. Yeah. So anybody, any closing thoughts on it? Um, I mean, it really, and I'll, I'll put this out there also. I think this also is is particularly important and relevant in a time where we have so much conversation around immigration. Mm-hmm. You saw yeah. the applause when oh, yes. they, they they you know said an immigrant can do this you know, yeah so. immigrants we get the job we done. we get the job done you yes. know <laughs> so uh, yeah so i really feel like this is something that our our children need to be sensitized to mm-hmm. i think from a, from an early age the idea of welcoming the stranger which in a sense is a there's a there's a, a faith concept there's a religious a scriptural uh context uh to that as well not just from the Muslim tradition, but uh, within the, as a Judeo-Christian, as an Abrahamic faith concept, the idea of uh, of embracing the stranger. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I think there are lo- there are a lot of ways that we can kind of interact and, and, and unpack what we've seen, uh, wh- and, and look at its relevance in today's political climate. Mm-hmm. You know, so thank you guys. It's late. Uh, J- Jalil, do you have something? Oh, sorry. Yeah, in closing, I'd just like to say, um, I really do feel like you should live each day like it's your last. Because mm-hmm. you don't know when you're going to die. And most people, they want to be remembered. They don't want to be remembered for something bad. So look, try to make a good impact on the world. That's, 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 a, that's a great point. From our youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from our young people. Uh, Jalil is a, what are you, a sophomore? Yeah, he's a sophomore. I guess we should tell our, tell tell our listeners who everybody is. You know, uh, nah. we're your local um, uh, crit- critics of plays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chicago land area. Send tickets our way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send us your tickets. We will go. We will see your show. Yes. And, and we'll recommendations for good plays. Yeah, and, and we'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> we will give our we'll give our review. Well, actually, this is this has been inspiring after the last. Um, after the last play, we went out to eat, and we talked about doing a, a club where we see a play at least once a month. I think uh, you can take so much out of uh, just the, the different performances. And we're in a city where, I mean, you can catch a play almost every week. Yeah, alone every absolutely. Month. absolutely. Plus, we can socialize. Everybody have a different perspective took from the place. Like, okay, well, I didn't think about that. So we can actually converse and mm-hmm. Say what you learned, especially my son being here. Like I didn't know what he got from it, but to know that he got something from it, <laughs> just not just a play film, I think it was great. So I think it's a great experience to get a, get together, you know, as groups, as families, to see a play, to discuss it, see what you learn from it, and what you take away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Well, it definitely gets the discussion going. Uh, there's a lot more. And there's a lot more discussion we could have, but I will tell you this for those of you who have seen uh, who have seen the play, if you have any particular thoughts about it, uh, any insights that, that you have, have gleaned, share them with us. You know, go to our Facebook page, post, let us know what you what let us know what you thought. Um, tell us how many times you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> And if you have a recommendation on a good play. So the next play that we're planning to go see is what? Is Wicked? Wicked. Wicked. We're planning to go see Wicked. Yeah, inshallah. With God's permission, we'll be going to see that. So uh, we hope you have, uh, you've enjoyed our, our, you know, not really a critique, uh, because it's more (laughs) of a a glowing, (laughs) glowing uh, praise. But yeah, we hope we hope that you've enjoyed it, and if uh, and maybe if you hadn't thought about going to to see it, maybe you will. Go and, see it. and 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 take and and go with go with some friends, go with family. Um, you know, it's a it's a great way to to spend an evening. So all right. thank yeah. all of y'all. Awesome. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, thanks. Salam alaikum. Salam. All right, Radio Islam family, we hope that you enjoyed that, and maybe you are considering going to see that production yourself now. So we have come to the close of another great show. Thanks for being with us from 6 to 7 p.m., and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Our engineer in studio has been the impressive and reliable, as always, Ibrahim Baig. The engineer at WCV is Leonard. Thanks so much for doing what you do over there to make sure that we come through loud and clear. Uh, As always, Radio Islam is a Sound Vision production. The views expressed are the views of the host and guests, not of the Sound Vision uh, Foundation. I'm your host and producer for the evening, Tariq Alameen. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow night, and I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.